Hello there. I am the king. Dracarys. What's up, Hello Sword? Welcome back. Today we are going to go over our feelings. Yes, this is this is NYCC 101. We're gonna go over our feelings. You have Headless Ned, the psychologist, in for you today. And sitting next to me is Lady Stoneheart. What's going on? What are you saying? That's your name. Why is my name Lady Stoneheart? Because that's Catelyn Stark. What? Catelyn Stark's name in Game of Thrones in the books is Lady Stoneheart when she comes back as a zombie. Love this banter, don't you guys? <laughs> Anyways, we're talking. We're here. We're, we're going to talk NYCC. We're going to talk the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we arrived on uh, a Thursday at 3 a.m. So um, how did that go for you? Good times. Good times. You heard it here first. Why continue with the podcast? That's all you need to know. Uh, yeah, so we, we, uh, we got there at 3 a.m., um, I got up at 7 to head over into line, and uh, we were going for the Ghastly from Mischief Toys. So now, you, you got to see Gargoyle Ghastly. Uh, he's actually sitting right here. If you are watching on YouTube, he's up in the, he's up in the camera here. So what did you think about Gargoyle Ghastly? He's big. He's gray. He's big and he's gray. <laughs> Yeah, he is, and I like his teeth. And we're talking about Ghastly. We're talking about <laughs> Ghastly. So get your heads, you get your minds out of the gutters, people. Uh, so yeah, Ghastly has sharp teeth. Um, I'm digging this figure. I like this. Big shout out to Mischief Toys um, for creating such a great collectible here. And then we were surprised because when we were able to pick these up in the boxes. Um, they had a surprise. If you pulled a ticket, then you got to possibly purchase the Breaking Free Ghastly, which is right here. You can see that he's breaking out of his shell. I really like how they did the red and then the horns were yellow. And then they kind of brightened up his teeth a little bit, give him a little more color. But yeah, so that was our... That was the first thing we did on Thursday. We um, we were able to go to Mischief Toys. We picked up our Gaslies, and um, yeah, and that was that was well, that was actually Friday. That was Friday morning. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, we got there. We got actually, so we actually got there Friday at 3 a.m. Got in the line at 7 a.m. and um, we were able to pick that up right away. Um, so yeah, so Friday kind of went by really quick. We I waited three hours in line for. Um, Steve Burns, and that is, um, that's our boy Steve from Blue's Clues. Three hours, and while I was waiting in that line, well, why don't you tell them what I, what I had to go do? Is that when I went to Bucky? She went to see Bucky, yes. Bucky Barnes, Sebastian Stan, and, um, so, so we went there, and I just got a subscriber as we're doing this. That's fantastic. So Carlos Q, I appreciate you. Um, we're not even live. <laughs> we're, we're getting subscribers. But anyways, uh, yeah, so she went to see Sebastian Stan. And um, he, he signed our um, Infinity 
wore um, Bucky Barnes Funko Pop. And um, she was able to get him to uh, sign it Bucky on the bottom, which was pretty cool because I know not many people ask for that. So that makes it a little more unique. Um, so how was, how was meeting Sebastian? Um, I don't think he wanted to be there. He wasn't too stoked to be there. So I had heard that they overbooked him on his autographs, and that did not make him happy. Now you gotta remember though, too, he was only there one day, so you know I, you know, these guys are making a lot of money being there. You know, two hundred dollars an autograph, I think, is what he was charging. So um, you know, I don't feel too bad, but I get it. It's a long day, but so it's a little unfortunate that you felt like that. But uh, Steve was really nice. Um, again, three hour wait, which was I thought was looked ridiculous, um, but I did it for my boy Josh, so it's fine. Um, he was a really nice guy though. It was it was nice to meet him, and um, I could tell he was exhausted and had, you know, it was still only early afternoon. But, um, but yeah, he was a nice guy too. So, um, so we um, what did we do? What did we do? We walked around the floor a little bit. We got those autographs, and then was, that's going to take us to Friday night. So Friday night was fright night. So um, fright night. So we dressed up, um, you can check out my video, I'll link it over here, and if you want to see what we look like in our costumes at Fright Night, and first impression of Fright Night, what did you think? Um, started, well, it was good at the beginning and then sort of fell apart as it went on. So lines were long, you had to basically wait in line for everything. So you walked in and we were able to grab our boxes. So here's the frustrating part with this. They told us, make sure you get in separate lines. There was probably about six or eight lines. And they said, make sure you get in different lines. So right away I assumed that that means that way you don't get the same box. Um, so we did, I, I went to like, let's say like row four while, while she was in like row seven or something. And you know, after we opened them, it literally was the exact same box. Same sodas, same pops. Now the pops, they were the same in every single box. I know a lot of people were disappointed with that. Um, so we've never been to Fun Days um, in San Diego, so we don't really have anything to compare this to, but we were pretty disappointed in the beginning. Um, now we were able to get Protos. Again, another line you had to wait in. You know, you, you would think that it would be more I don't want to say more organized but like the line just it didn't almost didn't even make sense it was like a big snake and half the people were trying to cut and you know I mean everyone ends up getting it so but it was just unorganized and honestly the room was much smaller than I thought it was going to be and then uh, yeah she 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 she, um, she agrees <laughs> so, <laughs> So, so we, um, after that, we went to get some food. So tell, tell everyone how good the food was. Hmm. There wasn't much food to speak of. And we didn't have much to compare it to because we haven't been to this before. But what I've heard about SDCC, when they have it there, the food is endless and there's never a lack of anything. They ended up running out of a lot of food. Um, 
pretty much within an hour, hour and a half into the night. Yeah, so it started at 6. We got in about 6.15, 6.20. And the food, I think, was gone by 7. And we were supposed to get drink tickets. But I guess, uh, I don't know if it was Reed Pop or if it was Javits Center. But there was no alcohol, no drinks or anything. So you didn't even get your drink ticket. Um, so I, I, I had heard Mike Becker was not very happy with the whole situation. You know, so I don't know. Um, there were no tables to sit at. There were no chairs. There were no chairs. You got yelled at if you were sitting on the stage. Um, so, yeah, that that whole part was really disappointing. Really disappointing. Another problem during it was I went to use the restroom, went out a side door, and when I tried to go back in, a lady told me that I wasn't allowed back in. She said that I left the event and there was no way to get back in it even though I had the uh, lanyard on and the little um, wristband. And um, and I just told her, I just was going to the bathroom, and she's like, well, you left the event, you can't get back in. But thank goodness somebody from Funko was near there, and they said, no, they need to use the bathroom. There's no other bathrooms. They have to leave, come and go to get to go to the bathroom. So it was just, I don't think there was good communication between the vendor um, and Funko. I don't think they agreed on a lot during the whole night. Yeah, you know, and another issue too then was, so when we actually got to the point where we got to open up the boxes, like literally everyone's just sitting on the floor. And then, so they gave you like these bags. Um, I don't know where they are right now, but they gave you these uh, like trick-or-treat bags. They look like a big giant pillowcase. And that's where the box was in. So it's not like it was like well protected or anything, yeah. So she's so she's got one of the bags. I mean, and, and it was a cute idea, you know. And the the thing is, is that they made it sound like you're gonna use the bag, you can like walk around the different things, trick or treat. Literally, you didn't use the bag for anything. So I don't know, you know, the way it was promoted, definitely didn't. We definitely didn't see a lot of what you know what it was, you know. And then after that, so okay, so so let's we'll move on a little bit through the night. So. Um, after the thing actually started, which was until like 8 p.m., so we were there for almost two hours before anything actually on stage happened. So, you know, Mike comes out and he's getting the crowd hyped up, whatever. And for the next basically hour and a half, every what 20 minutes or so, they would have somebody else come on stage. So we had Elvira, Elvira came on stage. Uh, we had the guy who created um, the creative director. The, the, the creative director came on, and well, the, well, the guy who created uh, Boo Hollow okay. came on. So what did it seem like they were doing? It was almost like just promoting other items. Like it seemed like one long commercial for just promotion, promotion, promotion. And then, then they, they would take intervals and just throw out stuff to the crowd. You know, and, and the other issue with that was is that the same people were getting it. Like, so we were on, we were right of the stage, or, well, I guess left of the stage, right? Um, I don't even know. Either way, on the side. Yeah, we were on the side. So, not one time, not one time did they come over to our side to pass anything out. They kept going right down the middle, giving it to the same people right in the front of the stage. Like, the one, the one girl must have got, like, eight or ten things. Oh, I heard like, more. I heard that one person had at least 20 protos. It's crazy because every time they come out, they would just 
don't matter, you know. And then the other side, they at least went over there sometimes to pass out some of the items. Like, they were passing out lounge flag bags. They were passing out pops, a lot of protos. Um, a lot of, like, the mini protos from, like, uh, Funkoverse, they were passing out. Um, we ended up grabbing one of those. And I think the only reason why we even got it, because Mike Becker noticed that nobody was coming to our section. So at one point he came over and kind of tossed out like four or five protos. So we ended up grabbing one of those. Um, yeah, it just it was just un, unorganized and just it didn't seem like there was any rhyme or reason where they went. It's just like they took the easiest path, which is straight ahead. And, you know, it's always easy to pass it off to like a little kid. Which is fine, you know, but to have one person get 8, 10, 20 things and you got a whole bunch of other people who paid just as much money and they're just standing there and it just, I don't know, it, I was disappointed overall, um, especially the first two hours. DMC was good. Yeah, so DMC came out, um, so that was fine. He, he was good. He was out there for quite a while too. He gave a nice speech too. I, li I liked the speech about how comic collectors and collectible collectors and you know like they kind of like are the ones who have the world you know have the world running and you know following dreams and all that stuff so it was a really cool speech and then he sang about gosh he sang about four or five songs so that was pretty cool mm -hmm. um anyway so you know then throughout the night they we all had cards um you want you want to tell them about the cards um, do you remember what they were there was the monster card pumpkin yeah, Jack-O-Lantern card. The Jack-O-Lantern, the monster vampire. Vampire, and I think, was it Mummy? Uh, or Frankenstein, I can't remember. I can't remember. But at different times, they had giveaways for those free things. And the pumpkin one, I think, was the best. The Jack-O-Lantern, that was the little Freddy Funko, like a New York Comic-Con-themed one. Um the other ones, I think, well, the, then there was the monster one. That was the last one they did. That was the uh, Jack in the Box. Yeah, the Jack in the Box Black Light. Um, Two set. So so here's my thing with this. So all you do is hear in Fun Days that all these limited pieces of Funko Pops, 24 count, 100 count, 500 count. We didn't get any of that. The, the lowest count we had, I believe, was 800, and that was on the sodas. So... Like, they're, the, all the free stuff they gave out was, like, common items that you can just go pick up on Funko Shop. And I think most people were really disappointed in that. You know, at one point they gave out a DMC gold vinyl figure. Like, listen, the people at this event, no, no, nobody wants it. You know, nobody wants it. And, and, you know, you were able to snag an extra uh, Fright Night Freddy um you know, those are the 3,000 piece counts. But, you know, again, you can get it out of the Funko booth. So it wasn't overly that special. But it was definitely the best thing they gave away. At least until the end of the night. Um, so throughout the night then, Mike Becker will come out. And, you know, he'd talk about how we need to get some spirit. And they had these little, you know, screens come up with this, this scream meter or whatever it was called. and Spirit meter. Spirit meter. And, um... So basically throughout the night, they just kept having these guests come out and each time the meter would go up and finally we get, we got to like a hundred percent and that was the big reveal of the night. Um, so it was a, uh, Blacklight, Freddy Funko, Fright Night 2, Funko Pop. 
So that was the one everyone's excited about. But again, you know, you would think that like they would hand them out at like as you leave. But no, we had to get in another line. So another line to just get that. You know, and for me, it's fine because at least we were able to pick a decent one because there were some ones that were busted up. Um, but so, I mean, I don't know. What would you think about the final reveal? It was good. It was it was a nice pop, but it just, just the whole night was very unorganized and the room was too small or they just had too many people there. Um, uh, I highly doubt they'll use that same place next year. I'm not sure this was the second year for it. Yeah. I'm not sure how it was the first year. Yeah, they kept saying Fright Night 2. Um, I I don't know. I mean, we've been going to New York Comic Con since 2017. I don't remember there ever being anything. Um, So I don't know. You know, if you're on YouTube, let me know down in the comments. uh, When was Fright Night 1? Because... It wasn't before 2017, or it must have been before 2017, so I'm not sure, um, unless we just didn't know about it back then. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if I if I give it a, give it a number, I would say I'd give it like a seven out of ten. You know, I was I guess I went in hoping for a ten out of ten. We left seven out of ten, and honestly, if we didn't get the black light Freddy at the end, it probably would have been like a six out of ten for me. What would you what would you rank it there, Lady Stoneheart? <laughs> um, I mean it was a fun night and it it was fun. It just I think it was just hearing from the other people that have been through it before that there should have been a lot more and it was less professionally done than expected. Um, but it still was a fun night. Yeah. It, you know, it was what made it fun is that we were able to hang out with people that we've been talking to online and um, so that, that's, it, that really is what made it fun is that we were able to hang out with people that we've, we've kind of come to know. So, um, all right. So after that, um, so then we roll on to Saturday. Um, so Saturday, uh, we knocked out a few more autographs. Uh, we got to meet Oscar Isaac, which he, he was fantastic. Um, we got a bunch of pop sign, Moonlight, a couple of Poe Dameron's, um, really just a really, really nice guy. I, I mean... I, the one disappointment I had there was is that we had a uh, photo op scheduled with him. And so here's the other thing, too, before I even get into that. The, the, the organization in that room with all the autographs and photos, it was a disaster. I, I don't know if I've ever been to a con where it's just been such a disaster where nobody knows where the lines are. There's nothing. Like, at one point... We were holding up the sign that said, end the line. Like, why is that my job to hold, hold up the sign? Like, I, I, I don't know. That, that was really frustrating. Um, well, they plus said that the fire marshal was there quite a bit because it was so chaotic. And they moved where the autograph sessions were and yeah. the photo ops were from where they were in previous years. So it was just chaotic, too crowded. I mean, they're saying for everybody wear masks in the convention, but they didn't seem to care. Yeah, that one time that they asked us to put masks on. But they didn't seem to care that there's thousands of people cramped into a small room for the entire time. Yeah, you know, so if if you've ever been to Java Center, it's so there's on the bottom floor, there's about, what is it, four? There's like four large rooms. Well, maybe, maybe it's three, actually. 
So the far left, if you're like looking at those rooms, is where the autographs usually be, or used to be. And it was really nice and organized because there was a more room. Now, granted, maybe they got more people. And so, because the room was larger, I think. It, the problem is is that the room was not, it was thinner. So there was, it just, it was like longer and thinner. It wasn't as like wide, I guess. And that was part of the problem. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Um, but like in the past, like we've met like Paul Rudd, Todd Hiddleston, um, Jason Momoa, um, Hayden Christensen, Ian McDermott. So all of these people have been there, and what they did is they would use the, um, they would use the room where you kind of they kind of they kind of throw you in where you're trying to wait to get to the show floor. So they would have those bigger guests up there, so it's separated. They didn't do that, and I think that's what the problem was. You know, you could have put Oscar up there, you could have put Sebastian Stan up there, you could have put Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd up there. I think if they took out Michael J. Fox and put him somewhere else, it would have been fine. I think just having him down there and they overbooked him, yeah. um, that made it difficult because there were way too many people trying to get to his area. It was just chaotic. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of people. A lot of people want these autographs and his photo ops, and I, I don't know. They they need to do something different next year because it really was chaos. Um, like I said in the video I dropped yesterday, I have some footage of that room, and it you can't even see where a line is. Like you literally can't. But anyways, uh, so later, so we kind of so we did those autographs. We walked around a little bit, and then Saturday night we did the Gaslocast meetup. Uh, we met um, Chris and Heather from Mischief Toys, so that was a lot of fun. Um, we were able to win one of the new molds. So this is Skeleton Ghastly right here. And the, there were three of these given out to winners, and I was able to grab one of those. So the, he's pretty cool. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. We hung out with some people, again, that we met on Facebook, and just... That I talk to all the time, and it's nice to always put a, a name with a face. So that that was a lot of fun too. But um, yeah, I mean Sunday, I don't know. S Sunday's a chill day. Um, I know you. Well, this was Sunday? No, Saturday. No, so Saturday you went to see Todd McFarlane though. Mm-hmm. And so how did that go? Oh, he was he was really nice. He's he's a good guy. I when I went up to him to get his autograph, I just told him I, I in front of me my autograph. That I was getting on the Funko, there were probably about seven or eight different comics that he was signing from different seven or eight different people, and I just commented to him, "Do you ever get overwhelmed by how much you've done?" He's like, "I've just had a long career, and it's been a lot." And he's like, "Yes, I'm, I'm very proud of my work." But he, it was really interesting to meet him, and it's very appreciative, very nice man. Um, and he, you know, he showed up on time. His line was very organized. It was actually on the show floor, but it was extremely organized. And he was very conscientious of people's time. And it went very smooth, the whole process for his autograph. Yeah, and I, I, I met him back in uh, 2019. And the guy's fantastic, you know. Um, very funny. Like you said, he, he's done so much in the comic world and... I'm surprised sometimes he knows all that he's done, but 
Um, but yeah, so, yeah, so Sunday, uh, it was more of a chill day. We kind of just, uh, walked the floor a little bit. Uh, I did wait in line, um, for, I think his name is Tom Carney, I think. Mm-hmm. Can't quite remember. I think it's Tom Carney, um, or, or Kearney, or one of the two. Or Tom Kenny, maybe, was it? Kenny, I think. I think it's Tom Kenny. Uh, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Again, very, very nice guy, but again, the wait was two and a half hours. It, it's... You know that two and a half hours. Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny, um, but two and a half hours. That 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 is a long time to wait. You know, unless the person is late because of photo ops or or, or prior engagement, you know, something. Two well, and a half hours. He told us. I mean, we made it before he was gonna go to a panel, yeah. and those four people were gonna have to wait another hour. And he actually told us when we were up there, he frust- was frustrated because they overbooked him. Nickelodeon overbooked him. And he he felt bad because all these people are waiting for him and he has no choice but to keep on leaving and going to a panel and then going back to autographs. So he seemed frustrated, too, that he was overbooked by the by Nickelodeon. Yeah, if I would have got in line like probably 10 or 15 minutes later, we probably would have had to wait another half an hour at least. So but, um, you know, that, that, I think that was the only autograph I got on Sunday. And like I said, we walked the floor a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know, it was, it's, it's always fun. Listen, you know, Fright Night was a little disappointing. The lines were disappointing, but it's also nice to be really, you know, it's nice to be back to cons. Um, although, you know, most people did not wear a mask like you're supposed to, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think it was fun. And then, and finally at the end of our trip on Sunday night, we went to see the, um, Harry Potter uh, the, in the Cursed Child play, um, this was three and a half hours, which is crazy to think that the play was three and a half hours, but I waited three hours in line for Steve from Blue's Clues, you know. <sighs> but uh, the play was was really good. Um, how they did some of the tricks in it is is amazing. How how you can do that on a stage. Um, maybe it was maybe a little long for me. Uh, three and a half hours is a long time to sit there and watch live actors, but I th- I thought the play was really good. Um, I don't know what what did you think about the play. It was really good. It was a good play. Um, special effects were good. The theater mm-hmm. was beautiful. The whole theater is made just for Harry Potter. So the carpeting, the walls, everything. There's interactive features throughout. Gift shop was really cool. No, the play was really good. It was long, but the special effects were good. The story was done well. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're paying hundreds of dollars for a ticket. I mean, I guess you don't mind spending four or five hours there. So, um, But yeah, so... Overall, you know, I thought NYCC was really fun. Uh, today, we actually did a live and uh, for SDCC returning registration. So we are able to uh, get our tickets. Uh, the only thing we didn't get was preview night, but we will have another opportunity for that uh, when those drop for open registration. So we're hoping that we can still grab those, but um, we were able to get all four days. So we're excited for that. Um, all right. Any any uh, any final comments you want to make about the NYCC? That was it was a good time. Um, always overwhelmed by being in New York, and there's a lot to see and do, and never get to do as much as we want to do. But it's a good time, um, and hopefully next year we get another chance at Fright Night, and it'll maybe be run better, and it could be a better opportunity for us or at least maybe go to the SDCC um, Funko event and see how it's really supposed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost 
I almost hope that they decide to go to a different location for the uh, Fright Night because I think if they can find a location that they have a little more control with, um, it, it'll be that much better. But All right, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, listening. My dog right now is growling at the owls on the TV. If you're wondering what that crazy sound was, yes, she is growling at the animated owls. So that's what we're doing as we finish off this video. Uh, anyways, we, we appreciate you listening. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, don't forget to uh, hit that like. Uh, subscribe and also leave a comment down below and if you're listening on the podcast we appreciate it um all right we're out of here everybody thank you so much and don't forget keep those heads on <laughs>